Surfing Crocodiles, and other stories for the week ending February 22nd. I'm Jamie Sudler. I'm Franny Halperin. And it's This Week in Water. According to some, the Missouri River is the longest river in the U.S. If not, it is a close second to the Mississippi into which it flows. The Missouri drains close to 20% of the United States, and the amount of water running through it is attracting attention from those in dry states. This week in water has been following the efforts of some in Kansas to construct an aqueduct to take water from the Missouri and send it westward to drier regions. The mega water transfer project is controversial, prompting the governor of the state of Missouri to call the aqueduct idea harebrained. But yet another politician is eyeing the Missouri as a source of water for a drying western state. Colorado State Representative J. Paul Brown is sponsoring a bill to require his state to study the feasibility of constructing a pipeline to import water from the Missouri River Basin into northeastern Colorado. The bill hasn't made it far enough yet in the Colorado legislature to prompt the Missouri governor to find another adjective to express his disdain. Sea lions are washing up on California beaches in record numbers. So many emaciated young pups are being stranded that rescue centers from San Diego to San Francisco are being overwhelmed. So what's going on? Scientists from U.S. National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration are linking the strandings to a puzzling weather pattern that has warmed ocean waters and likely impacted sardines, squid, and other animals that make up the sea lion's diet. Experts believe the warmer temperatures are forcing the sea lion mothers into deeper water further offshore to find food. This is causing hungry pups to seek food on their own when their mothers fail to return soon enough to nurse them. Scientists believe the root cause of the crisis might be odd wind patterns that aren't cooling the ocean as they commonly would. Climatologists aren't certain about what's behind the lack of cold winds, but acknowledge the patterns are creating a ripple effect through the food chain. The sea lion strandings might be a harbinger of larger things amiss in the marine food web. A research team of dental scientists may have devised a new way to fight bacterial infections, which could be good news as antibiotics have led to the rise of resistant strains of bacteria. Scientists at the Hebrew University in Jerusalem have found that the way to battle bacteria may be to infect them with a particular virus. The researchers actually harvested the viruses from sewage effluent at a water treatment plant. The researchers learned that the virus infects the bacteria and eradicates almost all of them. The pesky bacteria that were the subject of the study are prone to cause infections after root canals and are also present in human digestive tracts. According to the Jerusalem Post, this method to fight bacteria was first proposed about a hundred years ago, but was not pursued because of the effectiveness of antibiotics. So next time you pass your local sewage treatment plant, or next time you're suffering through a root canal, think of all the little viruses that may be waiting to be recruited in the fight against drug-resistant bacteria. Last month, an oil pipeline ruptured under the Yellowstone River near Glendive, Montana. An estimated 50,000 gallons of oil spilled into the river. Tests have shown that fish downstream from the spill have detectable levels of petroleum. 
the Montana Department of Fish, Wildlife, and Parks has continued to advise fishermen to be cautious about consuming fish caught in the spill area. Cleanup of the spill has been very difficult lately. If the river's ice is solid, the cleanup crews could carve narrow channels and skim the oil floating near the water's surface. However, unusually warm temperatures have made this cleanup method nearly impossible because the ice on top of the river is melting. And finally today, crocodiles. Now before you write off these reptiles as vicious killers that rip their prey with powerful jaws, hold on. Crocs have a softer side too. Indeed, according to new research by Dr. Vladimir Dinitz at the University of Tennessee, crocs are actually very playful and social creatures, riding waves, chasing balls, giving piggyback rides to their friends. In a paper published in the journal Animal Behavior and Cognition, Dr. Dinitz found that crocodiles and alligators seemed to participate in common types of play. Crocodiles were observed nudging around floating debris such as twigs, flowers, and even dead animals just for the fun of it. In what also appears to be done just for kicks, young alligators repeatedly slid down slopes, crocodiles surfed ocean waves, and caimans rode currents of water in their pools. They even blew bubbles. What's more, in the course of his research, Dennett's found that reptiles were capable of forming playful relationships, not only with each other, but with other species such as river otters and humans. Dennett said further work is needed to shed more light on the intelligence of these creatures, but in the meantime, he felt his findings could help zoos better care for reptiles, both alligators and crocs, in order to keep them healthy and happy. In other words, turn those crocodile tears into crocodile smiles. This Week in Water is a production of H2O Radio and is sponsored by Colorado Waterwise. Learn more at coloradowaterwise.org. We're gonna play the crocodile